Next on Let's Get to the Point. You know, United, they've just kind of really devalued. And speaking about United Mileage Plus, or as I'm going to coin this, United Mileage Less, they were recently devalued, earn and burn. And later. Hi, everyone. This is Michelle from San Francisco. I just want to know, how did you guys get started? You were an extreme couponer, right? Yes, I was that crazy lady with 20 game powders and 6,000 toothbrushes. I started very casually in college. And then after that, then the travel cards came. And that's when I turned into the lean, mean, churning machine that led me to Amex Papa Jail. <laughs> now, let's get to the points. From passion for points, it's Serena. From points to travel expert, it's Keholani. From travel sergeant, it's Mikael. From Nicole's travel tips, it's Nicole. And from seat to a suite, it's Mitch Shannon. Hello and welcome to Let's Get to the Points, audio and video podcast, bringing you the very best in tips and tricks in the world of miles, points, and travel. I'm your host, Mitch Shannon, along with my fantastic co-hosts, who are the very best in Instagram and social media content creators in all things points, miles, and travel. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hello. Hello. First up, she's a multitasking mother, wife, obsessive travel planner, and points and miles enthusiast. She loves pretending to be crazy rich with her family while flying in premium cabins and staying at some pretty luxurious hotels. From Passion for Points, it's Serena. Hi, Serena. Hi. Next up, she's a native Hawaiian former flight attendant whose parents used points and miles since the early 90s. She and her husband have embraced a lifestyle centered around travel, accruing hundreds of thousands of dollars in free travel, and now they teach you how to travel nearly for free. From points to travel expert, it's Kay Halani. Hi, Kay Halani. Aloha, my kako. Also joining us is a guy who earned and redeemed millions of points and miles. He's been to some incredible bucket list places like Chernobyl, Cairo, and the Maldives. From the travel sergeant, it's Miguel. Hi, Miguel. Hi, Mitch. Hi, everybody. Finally, she's a soccer mom, a marathoner, and a public school math teacher, which makes her very qualified in all of our books to teach people how to use their everyday spending to earn points and miles for traveling and a lot less. From Nicole's Travel Tips, it's Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Hi, guys. How are you? Before we get started, this is your reminder to please hit the like button and make sure you subscribe now to our podcast wherever you watch or listen so you don't miss the next episode. You'll find the video and audio versions on YouTube. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Instagram at Let's Get to the Points. Also, make sure to connect with us via our social media accounts. Now, with all that out of the way, let's get to the points. Okay, kids, I'm channeling my inner Janet Jackson here. They said it wouldn't last. Can you believe it? We've just made it to our third episode. What do you all think about that? Yay! It's amazing. Yay. We're really happy. <laughs> Thanks for listening to <laughs> us, everyone. <laughs> well, after weeks, I feel like I just talked to you guys like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> right? So as we celebrate show number three, a lot has happened recently in our world of points and miles. And we want to get right to it. We're going to start with Nicole. Nicole, what do you got? All right. So I took Miguel's advice. And I officially now have a player three. My mom just got approved for the Chase Sapphire Preferred. And we are racking up those points. And my goal is 
to benefit me a little bit, but to also get her to Venice. She's always wanted to go there to see the canals, even since I was a little kid. So I'm, I'm grateful, privileged to have the opportunity to get her to her dream destination. Uh, that's actually the same card that I got my parents as player three and four, four and five, whichever one they are. But when they were doing the 100,000 point welcome offer, that's when I got them involved and they were able to use 100,000 points to book the Hyatt Ziva all-inclusive resort in Cancun. And now they, you know, with that trip, you know, they saw the power of points and miles, what they can do. So now they're more receptive when I tell them, hey, you guys are going to sign up for this new card that <laughs> that's that's come out. They might actually sign up for that uh, Amex card that uh, Serena talked about last week. Yeah, I also had my parents sign up for the Sapphire Preferred card as well. And then my mom just asked me last week, oh, this card has a 95 annual fee. Can I cancel this card? I said, no, you need to keep this card because we're going to transfer your points over to Hyatt and then we're going to transfer your Hyatt points over to me so we can book our properties. But um, what I want to do right now is talk about Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So Hyatt recently acquired Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and this deal is supposed to close at the end of June. And this is very exciting news because one of the main complaints of Hyatt is their limited footprint compared to Hilton and Marriott. But with this acquisition, this expands their footprint. So a lot of people are excited about this. Mr. and Mrs. Smith is a booking platform of luxury boutique hotels. And I am particularly excited about this deal because I'm planning a trip to Marrakesh in Morocco. And from what I hear, when in Marrakesh, I should be staying at a Riyadh. Riyadhs used to be traditional Moroccan family homes, and they're typically ornately decorated and incorporate the use of a lot of intricate tile work. They're beautifully designed and they're usually built around a central courtyard. A lot of these Riyadhs have now been converted into boutique hotels. And I've been looking at booking a Riyadh uh, during our stay in Morocco. There is one available that you can book with points through Marat. But I also noticed that there are a ton of Riyadhs available through Mr. and Mrs. Smith on the IHG website. So IHG and Mr. and Mrs. Smith currently have a partnership. So I was thinking of using IHG points to book one of these properties. But now with the Hyatt acquisition, this partnership that Mr. and Mrs. Smith has with IHG is probably going to end. So Hyatt's acquisition of Mr. and Mrs. Smith is exciting because I could possibly book a Riyadh with Hyatt points and hopefully earn elite night credits in the process. So a few things to note about this is some Riyadhs don't allow children and my kids will be joining me on this trip. So I will have to find a child-friendly Riyadh. Also, we don't know any details about this acquisition. We don't know when Mr. and Mrs. Smith properties will be integrated into Hyatt. We don't know how many points they will require. We don't know what top tier globalist status recognition will be like, if there's any. But these are the things that I will be monitoring and looking out for. So Mitch, what do you have for us this week? 
Yeah. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, I had released an Instagram reel where we actually used our points for a Marriott moment. And if you don't know about these Marriott moments, it's a really good way to spend your points and redeem them for some really cool activities that you might not be able to access through traditional means by paying cash or whatever. And what we did is we redeemed for ourselves, it was 85,000 points for the Australian Open. And we received some great things in that package. We got day session tickets with great seats at Rod Laver Arena, got access to the Marriott Bonvoy Hospitality tent that has food and drinks. But the best part, and I think this is what Polarit really enjoyed, we received a hitting session with tennis pro Mark Philippoussis on one of the Australian Open tennis courts. And it was just an incredible thing for anyone or any fan of tennis to do. So I'm now a huge fan of these Marriott Moments packages, and I want to highlight just a couple right now for anyone that might be interested in these. We're going to put these up on the screen if you're watching this on YouTube and Spotify. It's really easy to get to the page. Just go to the Marriott Bonvoy page, and then go to Redeem Points, and that's where you're going to find the Moments packages. If you're a huge sports fan, you're going to love this one, Chicago Cubs luxury suite. This one ends on June 3rd. Another one uh, for the F1 racing in London, July 6th through the 10th. It's got an ultra exclusive behind the scene package as well. That's on there. You'll want to check that out. Shania Twain fans, you get to see Shania Twain from Arena Seats in the Marriott Bonvoy luxury suite at Madison Square Garden. That one ends on July 6th. And another package that I've actually got my eyes on, you get to attend London Pride Parade 2023 and a glam session, which I could use a glam session, I'm sure, after party access and two nights at the W London. That one is ending on June 4th as well. And they've also got some really cool free packages Believe it or not, Summer Pride Parade season and Bonvoy, they've got many packages, zero points. That's all you need. You get a walk alongside Marriott in the International Love Travel Floats at Capital Pride Parade. So you really need to check out these Marriott Moment packages because, yeah, you can use your Marriott points for the hotels. But with everything that's been changing recently with Marriott, the points that's needed for the night, these experiences and what you get to get, that's some pretty cool stuff, I think, as well. That's interesting to me. I have not seen the Marriott moments, but I have gotten emails for the United Mileage Plus program where you can bid on these type of experiences. I've seen dinners and I've seen United flight simulators where you can bid how many miles you would want to use for these experiences. But th that's interesting. So I I'll probably check that out. And speaking about United Mileage Plus, or as I'm going to coin this, United Mileage Less, they were recently devalued. What, last week or two weeks ago, they, they started devaluing their program once again, like most of these programs always do. And, and that's why, you know, for me, at least it's earn and burn. You earn your points or miles, use them because if you hold on from for too long, you're probably going to need more of those points for an experience or a, a, a trip. And so recently they devalued it again. They started with Europe, starting at about 33% increase. So the old rates to go, get to Europe were 30,000, 30 to 33,000 miles in economy one way and 45,000 premium economy, 60 to 77,000 miles in business class one way to Europe. 
And the new rates are now showing up as starting at 40,000 for economy. Uh, interestingly, premium economy was still 45,000 miles. And now the business class flights, the one way to Europe, if you want to book using your United miles is 80,000 to over 100,000 miles one way. So with any points, you don't want to hold on for too long, but that's why it's important, in my opinion, to earn flexible points, you know, American Express, Chase, City, thank you, and Capital One Venture Miles, because you have that flexibility. If one program develops them, you can still use it, transfer your points or miles to a different program. But if you just concentrate on specific airline miles or hotel points, you're tied into that program. And if you have a lot of points tied up in this program and they do something like United Mileage Less just did, uh, you know, you're kind of now SOL. You know, United, they've just kind of really devalued over and over and over the years. I'm just trying to think of some good advice that we can give the people that are watching. You know, what can they do with their United Miles? Is there any hope for this or is it just this is how it's going to be? I think one of the best things uh, the United Mileage Less program has is the excursionist perks. So that's one way to get a little bit more bang for your buck or your miles. So what the United Excursionist perks allows you to add a segment in between two other flights for no additional miles. You still pay the fees or surcharges, but you can add it for no additional miles. So an example I could give you is let's say to go to Europe, you can get a flight, say Houston to London, and then you can add another flight from London anywhere else within Europe or that region. For no additional miles, you just pay the, the taxes. And then so let's just say London to Rome and then fly back from Rome to Houston or where you started. That middle segment, you can add for no additional miles. So that's one way you can try to get some more value out, out of United. But um, United is one of the ones we're looking forward to do our return back from Cape Town. And they do have direct flight from EWR between Johannesburg and Cape Town. I'm, I'm hoping to maybe there'll be a transfer bonus to make the mileage plus less, more, more or less so that we could somehow siphon off or minimize the effect of that uh, devaluation. Also, if uh, someone holds the uh, United Airlines credit card, you can get a discount on some of the flights. I've also noticed that on Aeroplan, you can actually book United flights for fewer miles than you can get on United's website. So uh, Aeroplan is also another option to look at if you're looking at United flights. Yeah, especially now, some of these awards that went up using United Miles can actually now be booked cheaper using Aeroplan points. What do you have for us this week, Kehalani? Okay, so there has been a lot going on with Hyatt. I have been waiting since last year for these hotels and resorts to open up. And so there are new all-inclusive hotels that have opened up in Europe. And brand names are, you may know them if you're like an all-inclusive hotel person. The brand names are Zoetry, Secrets, Dreams, and Alua. And these various all-inclusives can be found in Ibiza, Mallorca, the Canary Islands, Greece, Bulgaria, and also in Spain. And so the fun thing about these new hotels is that they can go as low as $46. Also, on a side note, a few weeks ago, I found some rooms that were like $13.33 a person. And some of us have gotten it. Our trip is next week. And so far, we're still planning to go. But I'll let you folks know how that goes later. So if you are thinking about like booking one of these, what's really important is when you are on the Hyatt website is to read the fine 
print before you purchase your room with points or with cash um, because some of them are listed as all-inclusive but they are not truly an all-inclusive you'll be paying for a room with just a free breakfast or you need to purchase a half board which means you'll get some of your meals throughout the day so read that fine print carefully as so you purchase the right room. Also, it's really good to compare how many points it costs for these hotels to what the cash rate is. Because if you take a look at the cash rates, like I've mentioned before, you can get them as low as $46. Some of them go for $100 something. dollars, But they're asking 15,000 points for some of these hotels. And for myself, that is a lot of points to pay for a rate that low at a hotel. If I'm spending 15,000 points, I'm going to want to get at least seven, dollars $800 value out of those points. So the main thing is, though, when you travel and use your points and miles is to use them how you want. So that doesn't quite work for me. But for you, that might work because you can get an all-inclusive stay somewhere completely free. So travel how you want it. Kehalani, I feel like I learned so much from your stories. You are the ultimate deal finder. Do you think that these all-inclusives are worth it? What do you think about these? I think some of them are worth it. Um, some of them, the pools look kind of small. The There is a zoetree that looks really nice that might be worth it to use the points because it goes up to like four or five, six hundred dollars on some of the nights. I had a follower who is at the Calvia Hotel. I hope I'm saying that correctly, at that all-inclusive in Spain. That's the one we're planning to go to next week. And he sent me a video of the room and it looks really great. The bathroom looks updated and it looks pretty nice. So I think it'll be worth it. Just choose wisely. Are there any bugs in the bathroom? <laughs> I didn't see any. <laughs> that is so cool that you actually have a follower that was there and showed you the room. That's so cool. Yeah, he's having a really great time over there. He had um, nice things to say about the hotel. Oh, wow. That sounds like a really good deal there, Kay Halani. I think we've all learned the lesson here. We all need to watch your stories to get the good deals on Hyatt. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, follow me along. I put them in there. <laughs> Serena's my sidekick, too. All right. Thanks, everyone. It's time to move things along and get to our weekly recap. It's time for our next segment. It's called our weekly recap. This is where each of us take a moment to share and look at what redemptions and trips we book or took this week. We're also going to share with you any lessons that we learned or any other big tips of the week. So let's get started with you, Miguel. You've booked some mattress runs. What are mattress runs? So mattress run is when you book a hotel that you don't really need. You, you're probably not going to stay there, but you have to expect to receive more value than what you pay for. So in my situation, I registered for the built Hyatt Globalist promo, which means I have to stay 20 nights at a Hyatt between, I think it was April 17th through July 17th. Now I only have six nights that I'm actually going to stay planned at Hyatt. So I would still need 14 nights. Uh, so I found a block of 12 nights at a MGM casino in Vegas. I think it's the Excalibur. And MGM and Hyatt have a partnership where if you stay at an MGM property, you can credit those nights to, to Hyatt. So I found a block that works for me, a 12-night block, and I think it averages out, I don't know, about $50 a night. So the total cost for me for 12 nights, including my flight there, is about $800. So that gets me pretty close to Hyatt Globalist status through this build promo that I registered for. 
And I would only want to do this if I expect to receive more than $800 in value, you know, as a globalist over the next year. And I have gotten, you know, more than that in value as a globalist. So I probably going to just go and check in and stay there so I can earn my globalist status for the following year. What did you book, Mitch? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with you on that, Miguel, because I, I love Hyatt. Hyatt is like the creme de la creme of hotels, I believe. Um, you know, I've talked about this before in a couple of other episodes, but Porit, my husband and I, we love to go down to Melbourne, uh, Australia for the tennis open. They have a couple properties there in Melbourne. They've got a Park Hyatt. They've got a Grand Hyatt. But I've never really tried the Hyatt-centric there, so I went ahead and booked that for us for 2024. Five nights on points, 18,000 points per night. Not great, not bad, but you know it's still a good deal because a lot of these hotels they price in the range between like four and six hundred dollars U.S. during the time because you know obviously it's the tennis that's going on and but we also applied one of our suite night upgrade certificates as well so we're gonna have a suite for five nights in Melbourne and you know Hyatt Melbourne Australia tennis there can't be anything better than that K Halani. I know you've got something even better. I know it. <laughs> so I'm going to go over something that's good that you want to hear, but it's not kind of good news. So I needed to cancel a ticket with Avianca. And doing that is kind of a problem. But let me start from the beginning here. Avianca has a lot of great low fares to pay with your miles and low taxes and fees. But the con about it is that they have high cancellation fees up to $200 per person. The good part now is that if you book a ticket with Avianca, you have 24 hours to cancel it and get all of your miles back and get a full refund. It's a US law. And the main thing to remember here is that your booking must be made seven days or more before the day of departure in order to receiving a full refund within 24 hours. So for example, if you're doing a last minute Lustanza first booking with Avianca and you need to cancel it, you won't get your money back if your booking is not made seven days before the departure of flight and you want to cancel it last minute. Um, so that's something to think about. Also, a little tip about when you call Avianca, we've done this before where we've needed to cancel a ticket due to a medical condition. And a lot of times you're going to be calling that phone line and they're not going to want to do it. The agent on the phone told me that in order to cancel this one ticket, because there were four people on the itinerary, she needed to cancel all of our tickets to not be charged that $200. So I told her, no, there's a way around it. <laughs> you can't cancel all of them. You don't need to do that. And I repeatedly told her in a really kind way. And I asked to speak to the manager or supervisor. And it's just kind of a routine that I found with Avianca is that when you ask to speak to a supervisor or manager, they ask if you can speak Spanish. And I say, yes, I can speak Spanish. I mean, this has been done to me like a lot of times. Yes, I can speak Spanish. Then she says, are you sure? And I says, yes, I speak a little bit because I do a little bit from high school because I know that when the supervisor comes on, they actually speak English. <laughs> so that's something to don't lie about it. <laughs> but if you can speak a little bit of Spanish, just say so, and they'll push you through. Or they usually come back and do what you want them to do. So she left for a while and came back, went through that routine two or three times. And then she said she'd split up the ticket, three people on one ticket and the fourth person on another ticket and was able to cancel that fare. And you need to remind the agent at Avianca that there is the law 
in the U.S. that you can cancel your ticket within 24 hours. I spoke to two different people and um, they both didn't know that. So nobody's going to offer it to you. And that's, again, advocating for yourself. Nicole, what did you do this week? So I booked Serena's favorite place in the whole wide world. For the third time, we're heading to Costa Rica on a three-generational girls' trip. <laughs> How fun. I, I think I may seem like I am in love with Costa Rica, but it just always seems to fall in my lap. So we went to Costa Rica for the first time last year for Thanksgiving. We stayed at the Dreams Las Marejas. And when we went there the first night, the AC was not working. They told us to go to dinner. The restaurant also had no AC. So our first night was kind of uncomfortable. The trip was fine. I let it go for a while, months actually. And someone online had a similar problem where they, they had no water. They sent a message to Hyatt and Hyatt compensated them for the loss of time. And I was like, okay, I could try that. So even months later about this no AC situation, I emailed the hotel. I emailed Hyatt and they fixed it by comping us actually our entire state. So they offered to us four days, three nights for two rooms to come back and stay there. We just had to find our flights to get there. So using BA points, I booked an American Airlines flight, which is only 9000 each way. So my mom, my daughter, and I are going to go enjoy three nights again in Costa Rica because they're there to make sure that you have... Some people are taking one vacation for the year. So if I saved my money, paid for this full fare, it's not fair that I had to stay in a room, two rooms actually, with no AC. So there were some email back and forth and they were happy to accommodate us. Nicole, did you use ChatGPT for that? I did not know about ChatGPT then, but um, I would say I would still call it a win in my books. We're going back again. So Serena, are you also planning a trip to Costa Rica? I know that's your favorite place in the world. Or do you plan to go somewhere else? (laughs) I'm going to explain that later, but we're going to stay on topic for now, okay? Okay, so I'm going to talk about a booking that I made actually a couple of months ago, but I'm going to talk about it now because I talked about Marrakesh earlier. Um, So I'm going to talk about how I booked our flight to Marrakesh from San Francisco. Now, originally, I was thinking about going to Paris, and this is very interesting because on Air France, nonstop in business class from San Francisco to Paris, it's 80,000 miles per person in business class, which is a lot. However, if you book from San Francisco to Marrakesh and there is a layover in Paris, it's only 65,000 miles per person in business class. So if I want to go to Paris, I could just get off the plane in Paris and not take the next leg to Marrakesh. That sort of deal where it's cheaper or cost fewer miles to fly further is called hidden city ticketing or skip lagging. This is very risky and lots of caveats go along with that. For instance, you don't want to check a bag because that bag is going to Morocco. And if there are problems with a flight, they could reroute you to Marrakesh and Morocco some other way. And if you didn't want to go there to begin with, then that's going to be a problem. I also wouldn't make skip lagging a habit because the airline might not like you. (laughs) I was actually going back and forth about this. Should I stay in Paris? Should I go on to Marrakesh? I mean, I want to go to Disneyland Paris with my kids, but I also want to step foot in a new country. And for me, that would be Morocco. I'm honestly still thinking 
about what I should do, but I think we're going to continue on to Marrakesh because my mom is a heavy packer. There is no option to tell her to carry on a bag. So I would have to ship her bags ahead and I've looked into it and it's pricier than I thought it would be. So I think it's just easier if we just go to Marrakesh. So I think that's probably what we're going to do. Stay tuned. So you're getting paid pretty much 15,000 miles to go to Paris and then go to Marrakesh. That's right. And, you know, I actually have a long layover in Paris. So technically, I could leave the airport, show my kids a little bit of Paris, and then come back for my next flight. I don't know. It, it's an option. I'm not sure what we're going to do. It, it's risky, but you got you to gotta risk it to get the biscuit or in this case, <laughs> croissant. I love yeah. that. Can we get t-shirts with that on it? Risk it to get the biscuit. Risk it to get the biscuit. All right. Thanks, everyone. I think we made some great redemptions this week. Don't you agree yeah, with that? Absolutely. All right. It's time to move on to our next segment. It's called Ask Us. Hi, everyone. This is Michelle from San Francisco. I am so excited for this YouTube channel. I follow all of you guys on Instagram. And I just want to know, how did you guys get started? How do I get started? Thanks for answering. Thank you, Michelle, for sending us your question. You know, I've got to say, I love this question and I've been waiting for this for a while now for someone to ask us this. So Nicole, I understand you got into this and this is something that I used to do a while back. You were an extreme couponer. That's how you got into all this, right? Yes, I was that crazy lady with the rack in the garage that had like 20 gain powders and 6,000 toothbrushes. But for me, um, I never usually had the money, but I had the time. So on weekends, I would go to the store, get the coupons, stack up and so on and so forth. And I would get great value from the time that I put in doing the research and the benefit definitely outweighed the time. So for me, it was a deep dive into YouTube one night, late at night, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. And I got linked to a video. A few months back, a friend had told me, Something about the points guy and how they get a lot of credit cards and the hotels were free because we were staying at hotels for the soccer tournament. So long story short, led to this YouTube video and this person was talking about the Capital One Venture X. A few hours later, about 10 videos deep, I applied for the Capital One Venture X when it had just come out. And to me, the value outweighed the cost because I was getting more money than I was paying in the fees. So it worked out perfectly. And I have an obsessive personality. So in the same night I applied for a second card, lo and behold, a year later, I'm several credit cards deep into it. One tip I would say is you definitely want to stay organized and let the FOMO go. The FOMO is coming. Just be prepared for it and just know you can't do all things, be all things and take all the trips. So you kind of have to make a list and pick what's most important for you. So Kehalani, I know your route is a little different than the route Mitch and I took. How did you get into this hobby? Okay, so my parents used Miles um, to travel since back in the 90s. They've been to Europe, Singapore, Barbados, and all kinds of different places. And so the concept of using Miles to pay for a flight isn't new to me. My story is kind of like a long story, but I'm just going to 
condense it right here. My husband traveled non-rev for 33 years. So I was a flight attendant when we met um, many years ago. And back then, I was not interested in hotel status. But that had changed when our kids were younger and I booked a hotel night on Hotels.com. So I would we would frequently use Hotels.com because back then, I don't know how it is now because I don't use them anymore, but you would pay for 10 nights and get one night free. And then back then, the hotels were like $80 a night to 100 so they were pretty affordable. So one night, we were in Kona. And for some reason, our family needed a hotel that night. I think we decided to stay on the island a little bit longer. We booked a room on Hotels.com. Now, a lot of the other hotels were sold out that night. And when we came across this hotel, we said, oh, good, there's rooms there. And they're selling a variety of rooms. So we showed up at the hotel at night, come to find out it was completely sold out and we didn't have a place to stay. So I don't really remember at all where we ended up staying, but that was the last time we've ever used Hotels.com. And we started to get into the Marriott program and then Hyatt and then into credit cards. And that's kind of like our story in a nutshell. So my advice to you, Michelle, is to first learn to stay within your budget. It's really important when you start travel hacking to become a master at that because that is the foundation for everything that we do in the points and miles world that will create good habits for you so that you're not tempted to overspend when there's a good racketing deal at 20 times to points, or you're not tempted to meet a minimum spend on things that you can't afford. So good luck on your new adventure. And Mitch has a little bit of tips for you. And he's going to share with us um, a little bit about himself. Yeah. Okay. Helani. Um, I think our stories, you and me are a little bit similar as well as I come from an airline family as well. And I recently did an Instagram live with Ben's Big Deal where we really talked about this and I really kind of went into depth about it. But it all started probably about 10 years ago. My husband and I, we were at the airport and we were on standby. And for those that don't know what standby is, you know, the airlines have this benefit that they give the employees and it's called non-rev travel. And, you know, those from the outside, they think non-rev travel is like this big, cool thing that you can do. Well, it used to be, but not so much anymore. So what has ha kind of happened over the years is back during the last recession in 2008, 2009, the airlines got really, really smart. And it's not bad at all. What they're doing is they were able to figure out how to put the right airplane on the right route and pretty much sell that airplane out to get it to about 90% load factor. And there's only a handful of seats that are really left over. And those seats really go to the employees when they do standby or non-rev travel. Well, of of course, when you have these operational issues, like there's weather or someone misconnects or they don't make the flight, it takes that pool of seats and it really reduces it even more. So those seats that are there for the employees to travel on that are free, there really isn't that much left when you have all these employees that are kind of standing by for the travel. It was about 10 years ago, we were at the airport and we were standing by for a flight and we waited and we waited and each flight that we were waiting for was oversold. The flight was oversold by like negative 10 and we were like number 10 and 11 on the standby list and it just progressively got worse as the day went on. And it was kind of like this aha moment that some of you have had. We're there at the airport and I'm like, there's got to be a better way. And I just sat there and I started going through Google and I found kind of like these same articles that you guys found about the points guy and about all of this talking about credit cards. It was this light bulb moment that went off on me that said, wow, you know, we have good credit. 
We can start getting these credit cards and we don't have to do this standby travel and have this stress in our life of waiting. Are we going to get on the flight or not? And it was really a pivotal moment for me, especially in our relationship. And to be able to try a lot of these premium products like you guys have as well, because normally you don't get that with the airline benefits. So being able to do first class on Cathay Pacific, it's just been these experiences that you wouldn't normally have. And the advice that I want to give you, Michelle, is something that you know I've kind of picked up over the years. And this is what I tell people when they say, hey, I want to travel like you. What I tell them is, is you got to think of this like an algebra problem when you're getting into points and miles and all of this. You know the A and you know the C, but what's the B? You got to figure out what you want. Where do you want to go? What hotel you want to stay at? What airline you want to fly? And when you figure that out, you go for those credit cards that are going to be able to get you to those destinations and those experiences that you want. So Serena, I know you got started kind of early on with the United card. And it's something I kind of wish I would have done in my college days as well Would start that early. Yeah, so I started very casually in college. I was flying a lot from San Francisco to LA back and forth. And so I first got the United no annual fee card. And that's what I was using in college. And I was redeeming United points to go back and forth from home and school. Then after that, when I became a homeowner, I started to get all these credit card offers in the mail, like from Home Depot and Lowe's. And I opened all those cards because I thought free money. And then after that, then the travel cards came. And that's when I started turning into the lean, mean, churning machine that led me to Amex pop-up jail. So tip number one, Michelle, is to stay out of Amex pop-up jail. Don't close your cards before the first year is over and spend on your cards so Amex likes you and sees you as a good customer. Second tip is to pay your bills on time and in full every month because the interest charges on these travel cards are so high that they can negate the value of the sign-up bonus that you're getting. So those are my two tips. And Miguel, what are your tips for Michelle? My first card was actually everyone's favorite starter card, the Sapphire, but I didn't know what I was doing. I, I didn't get it for travel hacking or anything like that. I got it because at the time I was living in Germany and I just wanted a card that had no foreign transaction fees. So I had that for about a year before I really got into it. So I don't consider that my start. But so I consider my start as I was on a, a work trip with my manager and we we're at the airport in Venice and he invited me to the lounge and I, I never knew these existed. I was like, OK, you know, I don't know what this is. So we went in there and it was in a, a, a fancy, super cool lounge, like some of the ones that I've been to now. But I was just like, we can get food and drinks for free. Like, what is this place? Completely different, you know, experience when you travel, going to lounges and that. And so after that lounge visit, I just, I said, I want to do this for myself. I want to be able to access airport lounges on my own. So I just started researching what's the best card for me to be able to do that. And, you know, I nailed it down to either the Sapphire Reserve or the Amex Platinum. And so it took me about three months to finally decide to pull the trigger on one of these cards. And I ended up applying for the Amex Platinum. And this was March of 2020. <laughs> so I applied for it the day before I was supposed to fly home from, from Germany back here to the US so I could access the lounges. And my flight was canceled. My flight was scheduled for March 13th of 2020. And that's when everything went down pretty much. Since we pretty much couldn't travel all of 2020, I just kept reading up blogs and 
YouTube videos and just started learning more about different cards and starting amassing points of different currencies. So that's how I got started, pretty much in airport lounge. But my advice, I guess, would be to focus on one of the four or all four of the transferable points because you just have way more flexibility when any promotions come up and you're able to decide how you want to use those points. You have more options to do that instead of just focusing on one airline program or a hotel program is to focus on one of those four or all four like some of us do. You know, Miguel, I love it that you are still kind of new to the points and miles game, but your knowledge and how you talk and it, it's just incredible. And I, I love that. So thank you for that. Thank you. All right. Thank you, everyone. And thank you, Michelle, for sending us your question. We'd love to have you on our show. So if you would like to ask us a question, DM us a line on any of our social media channels, or you can email us at let's get to the points at gmail.com. And we'll feature your question right here. Before we wrap up, it's time to talk about what's coming up for each of us this week ahead. Nicole, what do you got? I am going to be talking about the three generational trip I have booked to Serena's favorite place in Costa Rica with my daughter and my mom. I'm going to show you how I booked the flights and how we got the hotel for free. Serena, what do you have? Nicole, I cannot wait to see your content on this. <laughs> so I want to quickly explain the joke that Nicole and I have on Costa Rica. So Costa Rica is a rainforest slash jungle and there are a lot of bugs there and I have very sweet blood and the bugs love me. I get bug bites all the time and my reaction to these bug bites are crazy. They, they blow up massively into these infections. So I'm scared of Costa Rica because of the bugs. Um, I have to swim in DEET before I go there. So I know I need to get over it. I know I need to just, you know, put the DEET on and go. But um, that's why I haven't gone to Costa Rica yet. So Miguel, what do you have coming up? So I'm going to be posting uh, the best ways to get to Mexico City using points and miles. So I have a lot of followers who are Mexican. <laughs> because before this, I don't know if you guys know, but before... I started getting into creating content around travel. I used to make memes and there were Mexican memes, but anyway, I went to Mexico City last year to get this tattoo and um, I've been wanting to go back because I spent like the entire day on Saturday uh, over the weekend that I went getting my tattoo. So I didn't get as much time to explore. So I want to go back and explore the city a little bit more. So I'm going to just be sharing how to best get to Mexico using points and miles. What do you have, Mitch? Yeah, I had a Hyatt Category 7 certificate that was about to expire. So what we did is we booked a night. We did a local stay. We stayed at the Alila in Encinitas. And we took my mother-in-law down there for Mother's Day. It was a lot of fun. And I got an Instagram reel coming up about that. Okay, Halani, what do you got? I'm going to be talking about two credit cards that give excellent discounts when using miles to purchase your flight. And these cards can also get you discounts to flights to Hawaii. We love Hawaii, don't we? All right. All right, that's it for now. I want to thank all of our hosts, Serena from Passion for Points. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Kay Halani from Points to Travel Expert. Bye. Miguel from Travel Sergeant. Nicole from Nicole's Travel Tips. Thank you, guys. See you next week. Bye, everyone. And I'm Mitch Shannon from Seed to a Sweet. Remember to subscribe to this audio and video podcast wherever you find us on social media. Thanks for watching and listening. Watch for our next episode soon.